is out in Arkansas with Tracy and Angie. We're your host, Tracy Berry and Angie Bowen. How's it going, Ange? It's going, and I think we should just skip all of the frivolities and just get okay. right to the guest. This is a big flipping deal. I'm okay. Just get to yeah. It. So we're not talking about how things are going. I mean, unless you did something like super. No, super. Okay. no I didn't. Right. I mean, I, I mean, I we mean, all I know I didn't because uh, I never do. I didn't because I never do. Uh, you might have, but we're gonna skip all of it. Yeah, we're skipping. Yeah, we nothing. To big talk deal. About. Nothing house. to talk about here. We got a big <laughs> in deal the in the house. house. Literally, Literally in the house. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> big deal in the house. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening? She will woo woo herself. We don't need to. <laughs> uh-uh. Yeah. Well, hey. So we have Rachel in the house. Hey, y'all. <laughs> there it is. There it is. So. Uh, <laughs> No, but it'll, no, more will come out. Don't worry about it. More will come out. Yeah. Uh, so we determined this a couple minutes ago. Uh, apparently, Rachel and I have known each other for about five years. Yep. Yeah. Um, and she said that we were besties like the last two, uh, give or take. I, I'm, not, like, I'm not sure where I am on that, but I'm not, I didn't know we reached there. But I'm, I'm, I'm always, go I'm always the one that says I love you first. So it's oh. okay. It's okay. Oh, Am I going to be working during this thing? Like, I thought we were just shooting the shit. Anyway, no, 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 no. It's fine. Um, <laughs> totally cool. Uh, but you I meant... say I love you first. I do. I, I haven't said it yet, and we'll see, okay? At the I end, at the end of the program maybe, that's maybe, happening tonight. Maybe. Yeah, it might happen. <laughs> I don't like this... Oh, the expectation. I don't like it. Uh, anywho, I met her in a professional capacity, which... That's interesting. But anyway... Um, and she was like a, she was like a baby doctor when I met yes. her. Yes. Oh my God, such a, a baby. baby doctor. She's yes. like a resident when I met her. Like granted, the chief resident. So she's not when like I met a her. baby I doctor. I think I had but just graduated. She also actually, is a baby yeah. doctor, but she was like an infant, like in her <laughs> own infancy in of practice. Fetal, figurative. Fetal she was doctor. she was yeah. a baby doctor in her own infancy of yeah. career of career trajectory. Yeah. Yeah. She was. You, um, you shaped and molded me. Why? That's Aww. let's. Settle down. Like, that's just a liability. You have ninja skills too. Yes. It's a liability claim waiting to happen. I'm picturing it. She's the sensei. I am. I'm the sensei. I am. Uh, But no. But, um, yeah. And since then, like, dude, solid ally development. She is here as herself, not as a representative of any uh, hospital or facility, but as herself. However... She's pretty awesome, and we might talk about that. Right. (laughs) My views are my own. They do not reflect, like, yeah, all those disclaimers. Yes. That's who Rachel is. So, all the disclaimers. Yeah. 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 All of them. Yep. (laughs) She's just pretty cool. Well, I mean, I've enjoyed visiting with you. I know. It's been fun. It's been fun. Yeah. Yeah. I've I've known Rachel all of about an hour. But she's cool. Well, right? Yeah. yeah. I love See? you, Tracy. Yeah. Oh, my God. I told you I say I love you first every time. Every time. It's a pattern. <laughs> I mean. Oh, God. You two work it out. Angie, <laughs> Angie, 3.30 at Wednesday. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to work you in. It's okay. Cool. okay I'm going to work you in. Good. Okay. We can talk about it. I mean, it's yeah. a pattern. Mm-hmm. It's fine. So, you're a baby doctor. Fetal doctor. Yes. So maternal, fetal stuff. So generalist OB-GYN. But, all women's health. <clears throat> gyno ninja. Yes. A ninja. A ninja when it comes to GYN exams. Yeah. Um, and because Angie pulled me into all of this, which I will 
never, ever, ever regret. I love all my work that I do with the transgender population of Arkansas. Yeah. It's it's super amazing, so rewarding. Best part of my job, hands down. That's See, the awesome. key is and to catch them when they're in their infancy and they don't know any better. Yeah. <laughs> and then you can, like, guide them in the direction yes. you want them to go. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is That's where the I key. need you. Yeah. Yes. Hey, so here's a thing we could do. Hey, P.S. <laughs> Are you in on this? Yeah. Oh, sounds cool. All right, do it. Yeah. Yes, let's go. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I was yeah. molded. I was molded yeah, from molded. a young age. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you know, and we can use all of the allies that we can get. And so the more the merrier. And when we have really cool allies, even better. Um, so you do work with the transgender population. Mm-hmm. And the, I guess the gender clinic here in central Arkansas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and She won't say this, but she kind of runs that shit right now. But that's not, she's not here in that capacity. She's right, here no, as my friend no. Rachel that I still have not committed to loving, but I do. <laughs> you I, do. Like, I like her a great deal. Um, oh, my God. I care about you. I'm I care about mind. you. I really do. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that's, she runs. Deja right vu now. all over. College days all over again. Oh, my God. Just love me. I really care about you. <laughs> just tell me you love You're me. You're in my house. I've given you one. Draw your own fine, conclusions. It's all right, fine. fine. I'm just I've given you one. You're in my house. Well, and, and you know, that's a big deal, though. I mean, because we don't have gender clinics just all over the place in Arkansas. In the South, let in alone the South, in Arkansas. Right. Yeah, yeah. And so, big deal. you know, we have two now here in Little Rock, um, and that's that's saying a lot for us. Yeah. And so I would and imagine. And Fayetteville is starting to do some hormonal transition up there, too. So. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So we've got, we've got some resources now. <clears throat> so we'll... Children's, so we have a clinic at Children's now. Will yes. they be, and now that we have a Children's in Northwest Arkansas, will that kind of... I don't know the answer to that. Do you know, Angie? I can tell you what I think will happen. Yeah. So I mean, in an unofficial capacity. Like it's no still in its infancy, yeah. not to my children's knowledge. Children's is, and I don't want to unof- speak out of turn. But. Yeah. In an unofficial capacity, yes. Um, because kind of the idea, like in even going to UAMS like five years ago, mm-hmm. the idea was UAMS has all these AHEC clinics. Mm-hmm. So if we have like a home base where everybody knows stuff, yes. then we can get that information out. If somebody out in an AHEC clinic mm-hmm. has like a, a, a trans or non-binary client show up, they could, you know, kind of phone home mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. have the resources. Um, and and so similarly with children's yeah Yeah. that's kind of this that's the similar premise with children's that we've kind of yes Mm -hmm. and so i mean we have people coming from all over arkansas Mm -hmm. to i mean some people that are coming two and three hours Mm -hmm. maybe even more and we have some outside arkansas that come too well we've had as far away as arizona in our clinic Mm -hmm. well all right Mm -hmm. yeah Good work. Right. That's Oklahoma great. and Arizona and, I mean, surrounding states too, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, and so I am, um, of course, this the timing of this is kind of funny because over the last week, I have talked to. Um, is it funny or is it the universe doing what the universe does? I th- well, I think the universe doing what the universe does. I'm just does. guessing. No, okay. So Both. it's not, not funny. Uh 
coincidental, whatever. Alanis Morissette, say. ironic. <laughs> ironic. Um, Black Fly in but, the Chardonnay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Rachel will sing. Just yeah, yeah, oh, tee it up. Well, She'll do it. Later on, later on. <laughs> okay, all right. Where's the wine bottle? We'll get uh, that. It's like, like it's there, See, it wasn't that much okay. later. On your wedding day. Yes. <laughs> it's a free ride. Okay, see. sorry. Yes. Not that much later, I right? love it. <laughs> yes, anytime, feel free to bust out the song. <laughs> do it. I Don't do that often, me. and Andy just looks at me like, <laughs> really? I'm going to let it go with you. Really? Because <laughs> I really, really So she says, really, T-Bear? But I am... I have been contacted or in communication with a couple of different parents over the last couple of weeks that have children that are, um, that have came out to them Mm -hmm. and, you know, may be interested or feel as though they are making or want to make a transition. Mm Um, and, and I, of course, when I, when they contact me, I, I try to, you know, I'm not a therapist, and I don't, that's not my area of expertise, and so I just, you know, talk to them about basic stuff, and hey, yeah, this is kind of what we do, and I'm definitely a an ally within our own community, but it's not necessarily the area that I know mm-hmm. just a, a whole lot about. Right. But my co-host, <laughs> but it mm-hmm. turns out I know a person. But I know somebody. Don't you gotta know somebody. And and so I said, you know, let me refer to Angie on this and and see what, you know, what she thinks needs to be done. And in this one instance, I contacted Angie. She's like, hey, here's the deal. And then she gave me um, some questions. She's like, hey, okay, here's some things that I kind of need to know. And really, the the first step, the most important thing is that child needs to be in some sort of counseling. Mm-hmm. Like that's the. Th- I'm gonna I'm gonna enter a disclaimer. Um, I didn't tee it up for them to be in my office for me to make <laughs> right, money. Right. No, no, no. Yeah. I actually did the exact opposite. Right. <laughs> it was like, tell me what they need, yeah. and then we can get them somewhere. Yeah. Right. And I would even say, even before counseling, the first step is just to acknowledge your child. Right, hear what they're yes. having to say, listen to what they're saying, and just just accept them and listen to them and and acknowledge that they have feelings and whether that lasts a week or a year or the rest of their lifetime you just got to hear that and and give them your support mm-hmm. is the biggest number one thing yeah and it, with both of these parents um you know it was they were definitely very supportive mm-hmm. um and i think there are also some instances where supportive but also kind of struggling in sure. their own way with okay this is this is who my child is, and this is what they're feeling, and then also kind of struggling with their own emotions around mm-hmm. the entire situation of well, how, there's, there's how a you know, this is you know, there, there, there's okay. a component of grief, like there there is, and I yeah. I talk yeah. about this, Rachel and I have talked about this mm-hmm. that when a parent, even if they're supportive, even if they're affirming, that doesn't mean that they don't grieve like the child that they thought they knew, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's, it's a reconciliation process for the yeah. parent. Because I think that grief, like we think about it in terms, of, largely in terms of a, a physical death, right? And that, that's what we say is grief. And I'm forever going to say, oh, no, man. So even when people physically die, but otherwise, like the, the larger scale of grief is a 
we have to mourn the death of ideas, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Like the plans, the thoughts we had about their life path, about, mm-hmm. and then we come to a point in time where, oh, that's what's in front of us is going to deviate from the ideas and the plans that we had. Mm-hmm. And so they have to grieve that. And I, and I think that's incredibly, like, I think that's super understandable. Sure. Like, because you're there when your child enters the world and somebody says this is their gender and then you start to formulate a whole life plan that you yeah. all the things that you want for your kid like yeah. not not an unhealthy live vicariously through but right. all the things that I want for my child mm-hmm. to have this happy healthy life and then you perceive that going one direction or the other and then your kid comes to you and goes oh yeah so that path that you envision Yep. No. Yes. Like That's that burned to the ground. No. no. Yeah. yeah. And so it's. I think it's very understandable that it's going to take a minute for a, a parent to go. Whoa. Wait. What? Like. Yeah. This whole stuff that I've been envisioning for you from the time that you were delivered and given yeah. to me. Like you're telling me that that shit ain't happening. So well, and one of my grieving thing. One of my. So I have two worlds I live in, right? Like mm-hmm. I have my regular OB/GYN world that I live in, and then I have my transgender care that I live in. And so it's always it's a little, I want to say comical, but it's not funny. It's just interesting that I have this obstetrical world where I have patients who are pregnant and they have all these ideas for their baby that is still in utero. And gender reveal parties is my biggest I was gonna, oh pet. Oh my god! I was just going to ask you. I was like, do you go, Can you oh not do gender reveal? I, okay, okay. So I, I still there. no. I still okay, okay, do okay. them. I'll still do it for patients. But I'm like, yeah. just because there is a penis does not mean it's going to wear a suit and tie. And it mm. also does not mean that there's labia and we're going to be all dressed up pretty. It does not mean that. Like it is so much okay. more than that. I love you. Pink and blue. Like, <laughs> I no just way. Wait, I just wait, witnessed it. Wait. I just witnessed it. You didn't even hear it. Oh, that. God. We have to pause. We have to pause for a makeout session right now. <laughs> yep. There it is. And just, you just, yep. I love you. That's and it. And so I have to there maintain, I have to maintain some of my, yes, I get that you're excited about your new baby and I get mm-hmm. that. But all these plans, and whether your kid is trans or cis, it does not matter because everything that we have lined out for our kids in our brains does not pan out. Like, I want my yes, kid to be plan for X, their Y, life. and Z. And yeah. they're not going to be that. Yeah. Like, they're not going to be the head cheerleader or they're not going to be the kid that's rebelling against everything. Like, you can have all these plans, but they are a soul sentient being and they're going to make their own decisions no matter Seriously. what you do or say. Yes. So, whether so you want them to wear a dress or be president or whatever it is, your kid's going to make their own decisions, and it does not matter what their genitalia is. Mm-hmm. But be I'll over still, yourself. Yes. And I'll because still do your little gender reveal. Yes. I'll still put it in the envelope, but you, it ain't going to work out how you want it to work out. Yeah. Because yeah. get over yourself. Because yeah. your kid, I mean, ultimately, what, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't, <coughs> I don't have human children. Right. Um, I have I've, I have super cute fur children, and I have um, littles that are my nieces, nephews, and all I want for them is be you. Yeah. Like do that. Whomever you decide that that is, I'm all in on that. But you do that. Like yeah. I don't. Yeah. I realize I'm not that important. Like I'm not here to dictate anything. Just go do you. Do what you think mm-hmm. is right for you, and I'm all in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that, I mean, I get it as much as I can without having human yeah. children. 
Alright, so you're going to have this legacy, it's this perpetuation of family lineage, it's all of this stuff, and so we want it to look like we have yeah. all these ideas that are only for prosperity, but also maybe the kid doesn't have that same idea and we have right. to give that room too. Yeah. And so I, my biggest thing and the advice that I feel like I give a lot is what to do when your kid comes to you and says, I think I'm supposed to be a boy or I think I'm supposed to be a girl or I think my insides don't match my outsides or whatever it is, however they word it. The biggest thing is to support your kid, love your kid and be there for them and, and help them through this situation. And whether it persists or doesn't persist, that's just love your kid and affirm them. Mm-hmm. It's the biggest mm-hmm. thing. And so, yeah, um, before we started recording, we were talking about the difference between supporting and affirming. Yeah. And, I don't know, talk a little, a little bit about that. And sure. And how do you feel the difference is between the two? Well, I think the first thing, the first thing that you have to really look at is the time frame that, that a kid that or an adolescent or a, a young adult who comes out as trans, you have to look at their time frame of, of their gender incongruence when they realize that something is different and the point where they decide that they want to transition. And that's not overnight. And mm-hmm. that, I mean, the data is out there that, that the progression from that is anywhere from five to 15 years. It's not something that, that is, is quickly manifested. No one wakes up one day and says, I think I need to start testosterone to be more masculine or, or vice versa. I need to start estrogen to be more feminine. It's not an overnight process. It's a long time of simmering and thinking and, and realizing that there's some inherent differences between you and the, the social construct of gender. And then coming out to someone and, and, and realizing that and trying to, to make a social and then ultimately medical transition. And um, to expect a family member to do that overnight is not very realistic. Right. And so I think... Um, and when they don't, it's not that they're not supportive of you. Right. It's that grieving, it's that, yeah, trying to catch up to where right. it's taken you 5, 10, 30 years to get. It's right. not that they're not supportive. And I think that there's a definite progression from being supportive and loving your kid and, and being affirming, right? Like to where mm-hmm. you're going to use preferred pronouns and preferred name and and completely accept an entire lifestyle change um, versus just being like, I support you, but I'm going to still, I mean, you're always going to be my daughter. I don't, I don't right. care what you do. You're always going to be my little girl. I love you, but you're always going to be my little girl. I mean, that's the most, that's really demeaning to, to someone. Mm-hmm. And so... There's super a big, hurtful. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. I don't, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know about you, but I've, occasionally I will have that interaction yeah. in my office and I I'll be like, <gasps> yeah. Mm-hmm. Kid, can you go sit outside for a minute? Yeah, I'm we need talk to, to talk parents. to mama. Yeah. I'm going to talk to your parents yeah. right now because, yeah. no. Yeah. I hear it so much. Ugh. I hear, yeah. my dad says he loves me, but I'm always going to be his little girl. And I'm mm. like, oh, I, I get you. I mean, yeah. And at some point you have to figure out, am I going to continue this relationship and try to grow this or am I going to go on my own? And that's, that's a really hard decision to make. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and so that was interesting because, you know, when Angie and I started talking, of course, um, with the people that I talked to, I had a lot of information. Of course, they were, each of those parents are very supportive of their children. Um, But then when the questions were actually asked of me, and I referred to Angie, like I'd never thought about, I guess that second step then mm-hmm. of, of getting them 
counseling, mm-hmm. getting them to someone that um, to see, you know, just to kind of work through what it is they're feeling because transition can, there's a whole spectrum of, exactly. right? It doesn't yeah. have to be a full transition. No. It could be yeah. a full transition. But, you know. There's no then, right or wrong. And one no, of the, yeah. one of my favorite sayings is there's no such thing as trans enough. Like, you can Seriously. be anything. Like, there's, there's so many, it's just such a spectrum. And it's not a binary, yeah. it's a spectrum. Find the yeah. place on the spectrum where you're comfortable and mm-hmm. that's, that's where we go. Like, that, that yeah. wherever that is. Mm-hmm. That's your destination. That's where we go. I feel like our language is still so limited because even though I may say, you know, male versus female and then trans male versus trans female, it's still so binary, right? Like Mm -hmm. it's not a switch. It's such a spectrum. And so there's a really good resource out there. And I give this to all of my medical students and my residents that I, I teach. And it's the gender unicorn. And it actually was developed by medical students and, um, it shows the spectrum of all kinds of different aspects that come into a person's gender and sexual makeup. And it talks about your gender identity, how you perceive yourself, and whether that's that's more masculine, more feminine, a combination of the two. It's very blurred. Mm-hmm. Uh, same thing with your, your um, presentation to the outside world. Um, your genetics. I mean, we know that there's such a thing as intersex conditions where you may be ambiguous or, or it's unable, the doctor can't tell if you're male or female at the time of delivery. Those conditions do exist. And then um, like your sexual orientation and then also just who your best friends are. Who do you confide in? Who do you talk to? Who are your soulmates? And mm-hmm. so all of that. And if we were to sit down and truly honestly feel out on that spectrum where we fit, not one single person would be the same as anyone else. We're all a little bit different and we all have some feminine and masculine qualities to us. Mm-hmm. And that's great, right? Like why do we all want to be A or B? Let's be a blend. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. Well, I think as humans, I I feel like largely, not entirely, largely we've evolved to a point where binaries are bullshit. I mean, because humans are more complicated. But if you think about it, you look at a bunch of forms, right? And they they want you to identify basically Mm -hmm. on a binary, whether it be um, ethnicity, whether it be political affiliation, Mm -hmm. whether it be like whatever. And I'm like, that doesn't exist. Like we're way more complicated right than that mm-hmm. so like i think so i can look at it and go well the binary essentially exists because we like things to be organized yeah. and it simplifies things in terms click, of click, click. organization however yeah. is it truly reflective of like humans being human and i don't think it is so i don't yeah. i don't really know why gender is like gender is like the last binary to fall right mm-hmm. i mean because even if we do racial stuff i mean yeah seriously, look at it historically mm-hmm. ethnicity like that's evolved like mm-hmm. there used to be one or two or maybe three yeah. boxes right? right we keep adding more right. um we look at political affiliation i mean it used to be two yeah and now we're accommodating more i'm like yeah jesus like this is just blends are better blends are better (laughs) let's just go uh, blanks how about blanks and you tell me who you are because binaries don't work like i I just think we're more and most of us are more sophisticated when it comes to a medical a medical capacity like i just need to know the parts you have right like i don't care who you love and who you want to do i care about what parts do you have and what do i need to worry about right Mm -hmm. like what parts mm -hmm. do you have what i need to worry about what parts do you want okay let's here we go how do we do that absolutely yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. well and so back to what i was talking about 
I had never thought about, you know, the difference between, or I'd never thought about, okay, well, in my mind, I'm thinking, well, obviously the parents are supportive and they're wanting to do whatever they can for their child. And and then I, I never thought how important that next step uh, was of, or is, of seeing someone. And when you talked about that um, holding pattern, when you when you use yeah. those terms, holding mm-hmm. pattern, and yeah. and it was two two things. You said holding pattern, and you used the word empowering. Mm-hmm. Like until that moment, they're still kept in this holding pattern, and then at that moment, it's like this empowering moment of okay, this is like they're actually really they get it, mm-hmm. and now I can truly be myself. Now I can pursue this. Yeah, like it, yeah. it's not. Yeah, the holding pattern that folks have generally been in, where they've been, like, this, yeah, inner monologue. Mm -hmm. This is how I feel, this is how people identify, wait a minute, but I, like, it's the back and forth, right? So that's, that's the holding pattern. And then when there is the, um, like, I I call it, like, the, uh, basically the statement, like, the definitive statement. Like, it's just a position statement, Mm -hmm. like, this is who I am and this is how I identify. Well, there can still be a holding pattern dependent upon age, especially if you're like less than 18. There's a holding mm-hmm. pattern because then you're waiting to see mm-hmm. how do your parental figures respond to this. Mm-hmm. Like, do they pay lip service and go, yeah, yeah, yeah I support you, mm-hmm. um, which, which is a good place to start. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still a holding pattern until the next active step. Mm-hmm. towards whatever the person identifies as their own transition. And sometimes yeah. it is. Sometimes it's simply social transition. Yeah. And that's what they need and they're cool with that. Yeah. But it's the holding pattern like the holding pattern is there until the next active like measurable step occurs. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I'm like, yeah, the, the therapy stuff like that says I hear you and also let's continue the progress forward, which yeah takes that person out of the holding pattern. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They don't have to wonder, like, how much limbo, how long am I going to sit here until I get to actually pursue this, until mm-hmm. I get to actually move in this direction. Mm-hmm. And it, then it is empowering because mm-hmm. they see, oh, my gosh, like, it's not just lip service. Like, they are supportive. They're, so they're, they're at least tolerant. They are accepting. Oh, God, they're affirming because they're saying, mm-hmm. What do you need? And I want to help you. Like, I want to help provide that for mm-hmm. you. And so then it does become very empowering because then they have an additional safe space wherein they go, I get to be me here. Mm-hmm. And the yeah. beautiful thing is that in addition to just a, a social and, and um, holding pattern, there's also a medical holding pattern. And so yep. that's the beauty about if you have a kid that comes to you who's prepubescent and says, Something's not right. I don't. My insides don't match my outside, and I need some time to figure this out. You can actually push the pause button with some puberty suppression, and mm-hmm. that's the beautiful thing is that you can get a few years to kind of try to sort out where you are. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't even remember what my goals were at fourteen, but I can't imagine that they were to be where I am today. Right? right. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, and. And this is a little bit morbid, but when I was a teenager, I had no qualms about I was not going to live past 30. Like, I just had, like, 30 was old, and that's when you die, and that was it, right? Mm-hmm. And, and here then I am when you 30. get old, it's not that old. I know, it's not yeah. that old, yeah. right? It's not that old anymore. But, like, 
to tell a 14 or 15 year old to make a lifetime decision is not fair. Mm -hmm. And so if you're having those questioning feelings or those, those incongruent feelings, then there's definitely a medical pause button where we can say, hold up, let's figure out who you are and which path you want to take. And, um, we know that, that, gender incongruence and not feeling that your inside matches your outside prior to puberty is you're more likely to kind of choose your cis path, right? Like you're more likely to go down, you're 85% more likely to go down the path that you were assigned at birth than you are to go ahead and transition. But when those feelings hit at puberty and they persist at puberty and you do not feel like at that point that you are who you're supposed to be on the outside, Mm -hmm. they're not likely to resolve once you hit puberty. And so really giving a person the time to get those feelings sorted out and get some counseling and get some some really good resources is crucial and and really helps your long-term path so So i'll I'll tell you that like one of the things which i don't even know the extent to which Rachel's aware because i was having conversations with susan at that point Mm -hmm. um who was your attending and Mm -hmm. all that anyway where I was like, so essentially, here's what I want. Like, here's the need. Mm-hmm. Like, the community needs this. Dearth of resources. All of that, right? Um, I was help like, us, help us. Also, what I'm going to tell you is, I was like, ultimately, what I want is somebody who realizes. So, someone who is comfortable and confident enough to prescribe agonists and have the conversation with parents. Mm-hmm. That's that pause button that you're talking about. So, when went into this like whatever five years ago i remember point blank stating that and going this is a thing that needs to happen Mm -hmm. like i'm all about so is it an agonist that's a hormone blocker yeah Yeah. block a puberty pause button okay medical pause button and so i remember very pointedly saying uh so this is all cool like this would be great if somebody can fully handle like you know that that realm like the the explicitly trans part of the continuum however i also need somebody mm-hmm. realistically that's comfortable and confident and agonist and having conversations with parents mm-hmm. and without hesitation Rachel over here was like yeah like i'll learn whatever i need to learn mm-hmm. because obviously this needs to happen yeah. right. and i remember at that moment going oh shit like this might happen because <laughs> like, this idiot over here meaning me no like, meaning me up. this no, idiot's like no. sure i'll do it i'll do it no, no. this idiot no the idiot, idiot. the idiot being me cheers cheers i seriously like i start having these conversations and going god yeah if we can do this within three to five years like that'd be pretty amazing i would yeah. feel kind of like yeah okay cool 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 we did some stuff and then we had this meeting we're in yeah Rachel was the one who presented and we had the conversation and I was like, oh my God. And then they're asking questions afterwards and I'm like, well, hell, uh, if I'm here and if you're going to ask me, I'm, I'm going to answer you and I'm going to tell you like, here's my end of the road, want to stand alone, one stop shop, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then I watched a whole bunch of MDs writing shit down, which I was like, <laughs> and I actually said, they're because yeah, they were writing a lot. It was crazy to me. Um, and I actually what are they said, writing? like, it's so sloppy. Hit uh, was there. Read it. I, read I mean, it. seriously. So I can't even remember. You probably remember better. Hit was there. Jeffrey Neal was there. Like, there were a whole bunch of people there. So many people. And they're all writing stuff that aren't around own. anymore. It's and just I just me and went. <laughs> well, I seriously was just like, words. they're asking me stuff, and I went, uh, and I gave them a bunch, and they went, oh, hold up, like, just can I have a second? And they all just kind of looked at me. And I went, 
I mean, I'm just like a pissant master's level whatever. <laughs> like the likelihood of like five, six MDs writing down shit that I say is never going to happen again. So I'm going to need a Don't minute to like soak it all in. To which, at which point Susan was like, uh, yeah, so this is Ange and this is how she is all MPS, the time. And P.S. she's the expert in the room. <laughs> and we're just like, this is bananas. But also, yeah, Rachel, like zero hesitation. And I went, oh my God. So this whole like pie in the sky, zero hesitation. I know Plow she loved right on right away. Plow. I know. I said I love you. I said I love you that day, and I was all in. I'm Boom. Committed. Boom. <laughs> yeah. And what resulted was like this. We have this clinic, and we've had it for five years, which yeah. barely in the South, like Dallas. Most people until this existed, most people had to go to Dallas. Um, and then yeah, we were here and i was just like oh jesus like i really did i thought three to five years and okay you're gonna ask me nobody's gonna do shit because what do i know i don't work here right. and i'm not an md what what the fuck whatever and then they did and it was rachel and i was like oh shit like this is yeah we're gonna do okay. it we're gonna do it okay we and we're five That's years kind of one of my that. flaws i kind of plow into stuff like, <laughs> I'm like i appreciate it boom let's um, do it like yeah well, I appreciate it, I as do does. It's like, okay, enough talking. Let's get it. Let's just I go. mean, yeah, let's do it. She's What's the cool. barriers? We'll Break them down. Let's go. Well, she was You're all like, in. Yeah. Obviously I've got several days. I've got several irons in the fire right now, and I'm like, why are we not done yet? Like, let's <laughs> do it. Let's go. Let's, let's do, do it. it. Let's yeah. do it. Well, well I just appreciate that she accepted yeah. this iron very enthusiastically because yeah. yeah. I think we've done a lot of good stuff in five years. Absolutely. Like, I absolutely think, like, I don't want to be, like, melodramatic, but I don't think it is, to state that I really don't think it is. Um, we've absolutely, like, there, I don't feel like there would be a gender clinic at Children's had we not done what we've done at UAMS. I Agreed. don't, like, even the folks that are in smaller clinics in private practice across the state, I don't think that would have happened without the clinic at UAMS. Right. So I, I really don't think it's a, an overstatement or dramatic to say that some of the stuff that we've been fortunate enough to do, and we've worked hard to do it, it's not just good fortune, but I mean, we've shifted the mm-hmm. landscape of trans healthcare in Arkansas, and I think it's a big flipping deal, mm-hmm. and I don't... Like, Rachel and I can hang out and, you know, she'll sip wine and I'll sip rum and we'll have lunch and whatever. But I sometimes, like, it takes me a minute to go, oh, my God. Like, that's how that happened. Like, I had a whole bunch of shit to say, as I always do. And Rachel (laughs) was there that was like, like, yes, let's do that. Good idea, good idea. Let's do it. Oh, my God. Then let's. Perfect combination. And five years later, we still hang out. And it's. I well, think that that's pretty cool. So, um, and it's the best part of my job. I yeah. love it. It's my be- It's my favorite day. So mm-hmm. when you when you have parents of, of young children, you know, young teenagers, preteens mm-hmm. that come in and you know they've said, "Hey, this is what I'm going to do," or you know, and you give them those options mm-hmm. of the blocker mm-hmm. or um, I guess starting, I guess hormone replacement. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, what are I know for me as a parent, I would probably want to know if if they, say I have a 12-year-old and we come to the clinic and mm-hmm. we look at, we're not sure or, or they aren't sure and we want to talk about hormone blockers. Mm-hmm. Are there any side effects? Are there negative? Um, like, does that affect them in any way as far as their body and maturing? Sure. 
Sure. And so, first of all, there's not a ton of data out there, right? So, mm-hmm. a lot of things that we do, especially with hormonal transition or even puberty blockers, there's not a ton of long-term data about what does this do to mm-hmm. someone. Mm-hmm. Um, we do know that if we put you on hormone blockers indefinitely, then we might see some bone loss, increased risk of, of fractures to bones. Okay. Um, we might affect height. Um those kinds of things. But the goal is not for that to be indefinite, right? Right. We expect that to be for a limited period of time, whether that's three years, four years, five years, uh-huh. whatever that may be, just to just to figure out what we want to do. Right. And so the way that we kind of grade um, puberty is what we call Tanner stages, and that's based on breast development, pubic hair development, axillary or armpit hair uh-huh. development, all kinds of things like that. And really, we don't even consider... Um, hormone blockers until you've reached stage two and the reason is because stopping it before then doesn't make any sense Mm -hmm. Um, if you haven't gone through some of those hormonal changes then there's no reason to prevent them from happening Mm -hmm. and then really once you reach stage four at that point there's no reason to block you should just transition Mm -hmm. so really there's not a big time frame that we look at blocking puberty mm-hmm. it's a pretty limited time frame for someone and so whether that's watchful waiting and kind of make a decision and what are we going to do versus blockers versus going ahead with hormonal transition mm-hmm. um, is what we look at but it's it's a pause button but the good thing about is if you decide so let's say you're in that 85 percent of kids who revert back to their natal gender or what they were assigned at birth there's no ramifications. You can just stop the blockers. You go back through your natural puberty, mm-hmm. albeit maybe a year or two after what you would normally have done. And there's no there's no known side effects really that we can anticipate. Mm-hmm. So the so, pause is reversible. The pause is re- the pause is a true pause. It's yeah. like once you make up your mind which route you're gonna go, then you go. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't guess I didn't realize there were stages. We're very fancy like, in the what? puberty department. Well, and this is oh, why we call yeah. it Rachel. And I just, <laughs> oh so I know like this much stuff, but also I have, yeah, no, delusion. Wow. I'm not we're very, MD, we're very so. fancy around here. <laughs> yeah, we call it Rachel, and we go. So I can handle I this like guy, I and you do the other stuff. Like, young, I was like, God, yeah. that would have been nice. Yeah. <laughs> I so didn't want to. I'm, I'm still, I'm still emotionally. You want to have to wear a bra? Emotionally, I'm still at a stage three. So that's why I like fart jokes and inappropriate yeah. humor. Perfect. <laughs> but it goes a long way with uh, patients. Perfect. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. She's uh-huh. not really the hoity-toity narcissistic MD. Because if I'm she were, I'd be. Well, well, we wouldn't be friends. No. So, like, that, no, no this that wouldn't work. Happen. You definitely nope. wouldn't have to love you. Next one. No, <laughs> man. I Y'all heard it. I, I said end of the podcast. It was the middle. Well, you, you just said, like, the magic words. I don't know what to say. <laughs> It just, yeah, it happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I, well, that's, there you are. Those, that's a lot of new information to me. Like, just our conversation over the last week, I was like, oh, okay. And then, yeah, a lot of this, because um, there's definitely been questions, in, in a, you know, and I was like, huh, I wonder how this, how this affects, because we see... Um, people in the news, you know, we, we've met some people from, from Dallas now and, mm-hmm. um, families that have younger kids that have, uh, began transitioning mm-hmm. and I've, I've always kind of been kind of curious about that because I, you know, I didn't know quite how that, that affected them. Because yeah. I know, I think that there was a point in time when I was 
super young, like I was like, I was like, man, I just, I just want to be a boy. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be, I want to be able to pee off the porch. I, I want to be able to ride in the front seat because I'm a boy. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Uh-huh. I wish I could pee seat. Yeah, that. That'd like, be amazing. If I could, if I were a boy, I could ride four wheelers. I know. I could wear pants. Well, and I think that that's one you big know? thing too. And I think um, a lot of times when people come in to see me for their first visit, they feel like they have to really sell me on the fact well, that they have to trans. convince you that they really are. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, there's no such thing as trans enough, right? right? Like that's no. not a thing. No. Just be you. And you do. I mean, I'm not going to put you in the pink or blue block, pink or blue box, whether you're like cis pink or trans pink, right? right. Like it's it's who you are, and. Yep. You can you can still be a trans guy and wear makeup. You can still be a trans girl and like to wear pants. I mean, it's not, it's not. Uh, and who you have sex with? Oh my God, I don't care. Like you can have sex with whoever you want to, as long as you're safe, right? There you go. Like I just I don't I don't ever want someone to feel like I can't tell her that I still have sex with women because that means I'm not trans enough. That is not a thing. Like it's. It, that's the binary is what's killing us. I yes. think like that's what's I, killing yes. people is the fact that you have to conform to some societal construct, and we've got to get rid of that. And there's no such thing as trans enough. Be yourself. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think there are. I mean, honestly, there are a lot of members from within the trans community itself mm-hmm. that actually kind of perpetuate the trans enough, yeah. right? Because it's sure. But again, it's all like internalized transphobia and it's the in response to societal norms and roles and all that stuff but i think that that's again why we're in allies become really important Mm -hmm. we're like here like i just want you to be you like find that spot on the continuum on the spectrum wherein you are comfortable be there and we'll figure out how to get you there like that's and i think that allies can be a part of that and a necessary part of that to also say mm-hmm. i see you for you and you yeah. don't have to prove anything to me right like you tell me who you are and i believe you yeah. because you told me and so where do you want to go from here yeah and yeah. that's that and i think allies can still be a part of that discussion yeah and i think we probably need to be yeah. And I feel like that's one thing that, so we're going to get real deep for a second. I have to be really careful with, right? We'll do that. Because I am, <laughs> this is the wine talking, ladies there and gentlemen. So, we're all in now. <laughs> so I have to, I now have to say it. Let me, I want to back out, but I can't. I'm committed. Mm-hmm. So like I have to be real careful, right? Because I am an ally and I do want, I do want the best for my patients and for my friends and for everyone, but. I mean, I'm as cis as they come, right? Like, I'm, I am in that, you know. I mean, I'm married. I have kids. I'm, I'm very cisgendered, and mm-hmm. and I've never experienced that kind of discrimination that that anyone in the LGBTQ community has experienced. But just as a freaking human being, I want the best for my patients, and I want the best for everyone, right? Like, Mm -hmm. that's really where I come from. And so, well, I've never experienced someone telling me, no, I can't make your wedding cake because I don't believe in your beliefs, right? Right. Like, that's asinine to me, though, as a human being. And so, again, this is why you're chosen. (laughs) (laughs) That's really where I come from. Like, it's just natural, like, human decency. Like, I care about people and it doesn't matter what clothes you wear or what hormones you have or what body parts you have or who you're sleeping with in the bedroom. Like, we should all be counted equal and and taken care of. Yeah. 
She's a very good affirming provider, right? (laughs) Like, like that's the difference. Like, you're supportive, you're accepting, but you're affirming. Affirming is I see you and your identity, and it's equally valid to mine, even if different. Like, that's that's affirming. Yeah. Like, accepting is, uh, yeah, I I, I see that, and I wish you no ill will. Uh, Affirming is I see that, and though different, your identity, who you are, is equally valid to who I am. Mm -hmm. Like, that's... That's the affirming. That's yeah. exactly what you just and said. And if you want kids or you don't want kids or you want to vote yeah. or you don't want to vote or you want to do yeah. whatever, like, well, let's I'm all do it together. Well, I'm going to don't vote. Thing, I know. But I'm not going to tell you. No, I'm so no. glad that Amy, you said that before I did because like, no, I No, please vote, even I'm if it's the wrong way. <laughs> I was like, please be kind. No, I got it. Okay. But the rest of it I can go with. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, cannot, can, I cannot affirm I'm political still, apathy. I am still working I on that one. Um, yeah. I, I cannot affirm accepting. political apathy. No, I can't. No, I can't. Like, unless I'm, I'm unless you don't agree with us, and then you can be apathetic. Uh, I had to. Ooh, yeah, we call it. I made a post earlier today because um, I turned 45 this year. And you don't look like it. Thank you. Been there, done You're I a hot twenty-two right here. Hey now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. She loves everyone. Can you, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not trying to take that away Rachel from you. Rachel needs to go out with us. I told you, I'm the first one to say it. <laughs> Every time. A and B's playing uh, not too long. Oh yeah, from I now. know. Maybe Rachel she needs to go with oh, us. Oh, you so probably yeah. do. Yeah, you can yeah. be my wing woman. <laughs> I need. Write it down. When is it? Like, October twenty sixth. Where are we going? <gasps> Duyans, actually. Duyans, oh, I love yeah. fried pickle. I mean, I, fried jalapenos, baby. Oh yeah. Okay, put it on your camera. Fried jalapenos. Yeah. Twenty sixth. Yeah. Uh-huh. One of our, our y'all don't favorite. listen. This is our time. A and B. Turn it down. Um, we're planning things. <laughs> but I, uh, we were talking about political stuff. Oh yeah, I made a post because my birthday weekend, the weekend after my birthday, um, there's some awesome mountain bi- mountain bike trails opening in Hot Springs, Northwoods Trails. And so I've already planned my 45th birthday. Like, I'm spending it in Hot Springs. Are you a biker? And I'm going to be going to, I'm going to bike. Cyclist. I'm going to run. Like, I just want to be outside and do all these things. And, um, and so I made a post, you know, sharing it with people. Hey, Northwoods Trails, November 17th, blah, 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 blah. And I, I said... I know I'm celebrating my 45th, and I was like, because automatically I thought about, you know. Number 45. Yeah, number 45. We're taking back. We're reclaiming it. No, we're reclaiming 45. Right? We're reclaiming that. It's no longer. Reclaim that. I gotta use a different number. (laughs) 45 is no longer about POTUS. It's all about T-Bear's birthday. Can I make make a confession about riding bikes? (laughs) Please? Sure. So... Please. <laughs> a, I don't know if I can still ride a bike, first of all. And B. Except there's that whole. No, it's ahead. not. It's, it's a, not a it's thing. Like riding a bike? Okay. It's a lie. That's a lie. <laughs> and B, because I'm a very clumsy person. And Ooh, I rode. Yeah, this is the bad. So I used training wheels till I was like 12 or 13. Like a long time. Ah! <laughs> it's actually a really long time. I know, because I was so afraid. I was going to fall. And then I finally got it, but all my friends were like riding motorcycles at that point. And I'm like, I can ride my bike. We'll see you later. Yeah, no. Mm. <laughs> you missed that club. Am I still invited? You're to gonna have to have an alternate party for. <laughs> yeah. For uh, like Do you have this. the training wheel party? <laughs> yeah. 
Totally no, I'm coming sure. to the real party. Sure. <laughs> no, this is like mountain biking, kid. I don't feel like this is a good idea. Yeah. Well, no, no, I'm not biking, but I'm coming to, to have the no, fried yeah. jalapenos. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, There's, yeah. There will be no, yeah. oh. there will no be no bikes. No, if I got on a mountain bike, jeez Louise, you'd have to like, like you I won't even let you do that. No. No, I won't even let you do that. All the bikes. Because I've clearly professed my love to you today. I can't let you do that. Barely could ride like a... A baby bike down the road right now. Oh, like, yeah, not good. but it was funny how oh, yeah. I was just talking about my age, you know, my birthday, and automatically I saw 45, and it just took me to that. Yeah, and I was like, Yeah, take it I back. I cannot use that. Empower it. Do it. Can't use it. Take it back. Claim yeah, it. I went you claim it. Plus I claim it in Tracy's name. That's what I used. 45. 24 plus, son, plus 21. Yeah, 24 plus 21. I used to have my son trained. So my son is now 25. Mm-hmm. I'm telling all my business that's what I do. When do you ride um, bikes without training wheels? <laughs> that's the real question. <laughs> Ain't nobody here that can beat the 12. <laughs> so I can. I believe it. <laughs> I remember being like five because my Shut parents up. were actually still married and me getting up on a Saturday morning and like taking the shit off myself and Shut going up. outside and riding it down the street because I was like, I'm going to do this today. No. Today oh, wow. is going to be the Liar. day. For you. Oh, yeah, I, I totally don't believe did that. you. I remember no, my dad totally. holding the back. I'm not affirming that at all. <laughs> I remember my dad holding the back of my bike, you know, to steady me as I started and then letting go and the whole. See, we had tried that. Yes. Yeah, no, yes. We, had, we had tried Good that Good job, 12 years old. Don't let go, Dad. Don't let go. Dad, hold on. <laughs> no. We, we had had practice runs, but then that particular Saturday morning, I was just all like, I'm going to do this Done. shit. Yeah. I'm going to go do it. And so I just went out by myself. That's why I don't that have was... a tattoo. Right there. Because I'm they still wearing the training wheels those. and you're just a badass. And I'm like. <laughs> I don't have a tattoo mm-hmm. either. I got my, Can I we got, go? Uh, I got another tattoo. <gasps> oh, yeah, she did. Just a, a, about a week and a half ago. God, I wish it was cool enough. That's cool. Man, tattoo. listen, they're addictive. Like, now I'm already thinking about I got the next tattoo. My favorite show is Ink Master and I wish I was cool enough to get a tat. We're going to. You're Katie, if you're listening, you know Katie. I love you, and I would love for you to give me a tat. Because you you're my hero, Perfect. and you were robbed, Black Cobra. <laughs> I'm just putting all the plugs out there. Get it. I mean, get it. They that were robbed. Awesome. Get it. <laughs> Someone email them. Tell them to tune I wa- in. I watched that, so I'm not a huge reality TV person. Me either. Just that. Uh, I watched that with an ex of mine. It was... Uh, yeah. It was good, though, right? Man, it was good. Although it really cracks me up. Okay, we're totally off topic now. But it <laughs> well, that never up. happens here. Because <laughs> so. we never get there, like, when you're watching, When you're watching, so Dave Navarro, right, is mm-hmm. giving you all the, like, deets of how you're going to do your tat. And everyone's looking around, and they're, like, nodding. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, like, how many times do I have to say, everyone nod. Everyone nod so we can get you on camera well, nodding. They, don't say they just have the cards. <laughs> Nod, everyone. They just the cards. Applause. <laughs> Nod. I guess. I'm yeah, that's totally what happened. I mean, Katie, I need you to call me and tell me how many times they tell you to nod on that show. Because everyone's nodding. <laughs> yes, Dave Navarro. You're she's, right. She's going to be like, I don't let, me, know. Let, me, let me tattoo nod on you. That's right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you need tat. Nod. nod or we, we'll, nod. we'll come up with something else. That's I know, fine. something no, else. We'll, we'll no, come up with something else. We can yeah. fill it. I'm not cool enough. I've, I've drawn most of mine. I've designed most of my tattoos, but this one I did not, and the one on the f- my foot I did not. Well, how, how many, many do you have? have? Jinx! Oh my oh. god! <laughs> I have, okay, I have, well, this was two different. I have on my ribs, 
<gasps> Ooh, badass. Which there was one original across and then a verse underneath it later. Nice. And then I have now each wrist and then I have my foot and I have, of course, the traditional tramp stamp. No! <laughs> Tracy! Which came, I do. Was so tramp glad stamp I the first that. one? Yes. Yes, oh, it was. How old were you? Listen, I was in my. So it was the same spring night break. I came out. Say it was spring It was the same night I came out. Really? It was in like my it? late 20s. Do you want to say what it is, or you want to tell me later? <laughs> everybody, we're, we're gonna have everybody, everybody, like everybody. <laughs> <laughs> No pressure, no pressure, Trace. <laughs> I know, right? We're gonna, have a, we're gonna have a post show reveal. Is what <laughs> we're gonna post them online. Mm-hmm. Check yeah. out the Facebook. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. So I went in there. So I drew this, and I had it drawn for a while. And literally, it's probably it was a drawing that was maybe an inch by an inch. You know, it's circular kind of. Um, and I go in there, I was like, this is what I want. This is yeah. exactly what I want. Like, do not copy it, whatever. And I was like, I, I really don't. We'll do colors. Yeah. And I'm not so set on colors or whatever. You can do that yourself. Yeah. But this is the tattoo I want. And in the middle, this is what I want. And <laughs> I did have a couple of drinks before I went to have yeah, a Yeah, you did. Of course. Duh. And, and, of course, it's, it's on my lower back. And I'm like, I almost fell asleep. My friend was there. She's like, Tracy, are you okay? I was like, wake up, wake so, up. feels so good. <laughs> I'm so relaxed. Yeah, I was like, literally, it was like. There's just needles going in her back. I was like, man, that feels really good. <laughs> no. Um, oh, so but, nice. um, yeah, and it ended up being, like, it, they blew it up from this to, like, that. Mm-hmm. So, so for those l- who can't see, l- l- we bigger. went from one inch to, like, four or five to, inches? Like, three. From one inch to maybe three inches. Yeah. Okay. And um, Did you want it that big? No, not <laughs> <laughs> inch by an inch, and now she's now. got a three by three trench stamp. Like, got it? No, okay. it's totally then, hot. Then we I'm gonna out, look at then it then later, and it's club, hot. UBU yeah. at the time. Oh, UBU. And, um, oh my god. Apparently, I, you know, that was where um, it was like the first time I was like had a crush on somebody. I was like, I totally have a crush on you. <laughs> yes, look at my new chat. <laughs> We're best friends, and I totally have a crush on you. Did whatever. you say I love you Because before that, you did. You did. before that, I was straight Tracy. Like, I was just straight Tracy going to the club. People would ask me to dance with, oh, no, no, no. But she shows, up with a tramp <laughs> she shows up with a tramp stamp, and she's straight like, Tracy. Hey, now long. I'm like, okay, I can do this. Can, now she's fishing. Now I can be myself. Whatever. That's right. Good um, for you. Yeah. And, and so we are very the, accepting and affirming of I came at the same night I got my first tattoo. Yeah. That seems about right. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Should we have Rachel back? Oh, yeah. We I mean, I'm just Rachel back. I hope you do. Oh, she no. kind of was now petitioning a for a recurring slot ahead of time. Yes. Um, but, it's on my CV, uh-huh. so. And so, <laughs> it's on the CV. I've already, I've already documented. I mean, I'm a recurring right. guest. Yeah. This you is happening. It. It's in the universe now. <laughs> All right. I mean, I'm, we I'm still do it. I mean, because we have a recurring guest. We do. Sishet, neighbor Nick. Yeah, we do. Which, you know, when I when I got here tonight... I was walking in, and and <laughs> it was like classic TV show kind of whatever. I'm walking in, I hear, I hear, right? I hear, that's, 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 hey, neighborhood, yo. <laughs> I looked across there, and it's Sissette and neighbor Nick. And he was, I was like, hey. He said, so, uh, how's Hot Springs? See. And I, like, gave him the thumbs up, and he was like, 
yeah. did the whole head shake thing. Like, okay, yeah. He's got a good nod, Cheers. that neighbor Nick. He sure does. Cheers. He sure does. Yeah. And also, he will listen to this and he will tell me all about it. So, uh oh. Um, neighbor Nick has a he has a great, very welcoming nod about very him. much yeah, so. He does. And I was like, yeah. It was like I felt like he was in my neighbor. How many I'm times like, has he been on? I have to beat him. Hold on. This is Two my competitive. Like he was like. Totally this is my, my competitive nature. Like I need to be more. Well, like in that moment, he's well, like, got a lead on you. No, not fair. He's a- <laughs> Why? Because he's a dude. Not fair. <laughs> Because he's my neighbor and he was here first. No, boo. I'm just saying. I do not accept that. Mm. Well, that's probably <laughs> not my neighbor, but he felt like my neighbor. You know what I mean? And then this I mean, neighbor Nick. Nick moved out. <laughs> oh, man. There's going to be a You guys would be we're, BFFs. We're going to be in here recording one day and it's going to be like a knock-knock. Hey, knock. what are oh, y'all yeah. doing? We're going to have dueling. <laughs> outside. We're, we're going to have no, the cis hat duel. No, I got here first. Get out of here, dude. Oh, my God. We're going to have the cis hat duel games that will happen right here. Oh. Over. Oh, yeah. It'll I'm be really like a, good at buzzing games. It'll be Can like it be a, a quiz game. Oh, man. I'll beat his fucking know. ass the right knowledge. there. Yeah, we'll think about it. Okay. I'll yeah. It could be yeah. We're gonna have a oh my god. We can duel it for cishet recurring guest role. Boom done. <laughs> this is amazing. One. Yes. I will win. I will murder him. Oh, cishet uh. <laughs> neighbor Nick. Know. Are you are you listening? Oh, he's <laughs> Ooh, I'm Stone Cold Steve Austin right here. Boom. Nope. No, I'm going to get a text. It'll be like, tell Rachel I'll meet her right back. Rachel's going to happen. Makes me like, I'm in. Tell her I'll meet her right back. I'm not a good fighter, but I'm good at the sneaky games. <laughs> he is this probably... Is totally this is going to be a good match. This is where we totally need the, the, the fence bar. Oh, what's that? It is when we need the fence bar. We need bar the fence bar. Yeah, we have threatened for years that we are going to um, build an actual bar to cover a portion of the fence here because mm. because we do you know take trays and do shots and things at the bar like that wait, happens wait at, at the fence yeah wait that's true do i win <laughs> if i let us come over and do a poolside podcast do i win then that's Ooh. way better than a fence bar I mean, is well, a pool bar is it though <laughs> it is better angie we'll see <laughs> oh my god you know what we could do? We could have a fence bar, and then we could have a, a pool bar, and then we can figure it out. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we're going to have to we're gonna have to test this out. Yeah, I, we can't just give home field advantage to one side. That no, would be completely true. unfair. Because now, now you got coaches. You got the coaches here are like, no, no, no. You that's our next. Home that's our next one. <laughs> that's our, well, we're yeah. coming to you live on location yeah. from Rachel's hot tub. <laughs> okay. Yes. Oh, my God. We're doing it. Oh, please let me know as soon as you tell Curtis. <laughs> please let me know. So, okay. So, Curtis is going to justify any kind of party because we got to pay for that pool. <laughs> okay. It's like, what are you going like, to... I'm like, I'm like we're gonna have Angie's, Angie's third cousin is having a birthday party and we're going to have it over here. <laughs> Are we, are we charging the door to pay for no. this? We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. But <laughs> Rachel's in the running. She can come back regardless of duel, yeah. right? But yeah. we oh, yeah. will. Definitely we may back. have to arrange a duel down the road. For I mean, I would rather just put them both in the rotation, but we'll figure it out. <laughs> I don't know. We'll figure it out. Okay. Yeah. I'm cool. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Sweet. The, the rotation might, like, double up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, like, don't, don't, like, that's, that's we the plan. That's okay. the plan down the road, but don't tell them. Don't, like, that's, no, it's Nick, a secret. you're don't safe. Don't. You're safe, Nick. It's fine. He always <laughs> was. He always was. He's neighbor Nick. He's neighbor Nick. He's, he's good. He's good. Uh-uh. So, uh, this week, 
is yeah. Mental Health Awareness Week. It is. Yeah. Yeah. We're, so, we're kind of, you know, our podcast is getting on it, you know, a little bit late. A little silly. It's like, you know, started on the 7th, running through the 13th. But yes. I think we have a week that definitely um, kind of, uh, the tequila just got to me. <laughs> Cool, cool, cool. So, um, Mental Health Awareness Week means stop the stigma. There are all kinds of stats. Like, I think it's, um, oh my gosh, it's like 20, maybe almost 33% of adults now at some point in their life will experience a depressive episode. It's sort of, it's like one in five. Like, Mm -hmm. the stats are there, which basically say, um, you're not the only one experiencing this. There are, there are very high rates of, those who report depressive or anxious episodes and just, um, and it's, it's something like from the, the initial onset of those symptoms, it takes an average of eight to 10 years for a person to report that they first oh, wow. experienced those symptoms. Mm-hmm. Um, so that means nearly a decade from the time that they feel them to the time that they disclose them. Yeah. Um, so part of the idea behind all of this is to mention it, and I've said this before, to me, mental health and physical health are the same thing. Like they're inextricably linked in my Should mind. Should be considered they, the I same mean, they, thing. Yeah, they are for yeah. sure. Like you, because you can't separate them. You really can't. No. Um, so a lot of the idea behind NAMI, the National Alliance of Mental Illness, um, and Stop Stigma is with that whole eight to 10 year delay, part of the efforts we can make towards kind of chipping away at stigma are when you have that experience, you share that with a trusted mm-hmm. friend or a mm-hmm. health professional. And let's yeah. at least at the very least get that eight to 10 year mm-hmm. delay. Let's chip away at that because yeah. it, it's, I mean, early intervention is always best regardless mm-hmm. of what we're talking about. Yeah. And certainly as it pertains to mental health. Yeah. So, and UAMS gynecology clinics have all implemented universal screening. And so everyone yeah. that comes in for a, a visit is universally screened for not only anxiety, depression, mental health issues, but also domestic violence. And and those obviously play a huge role together. And huge. so um, please, please, please know that you're in a safe place if you're at one of our clinics and, and we're there to help you. So. Mm-hmm. And although this might be mental health awareness week like it's always important to me i mean that's something that yeah please always be aware mm-hmm. of yeah. your mental yeah. health not just this week no, not, not just this week we could go ahead and yeah. do this and 52 weeks we a year that's that. cool yes that's totally cool right. yes. Uh, but if we want to increase attention to it yes mm-hmm. yeah, yeah for sure mm-hmm. you're not alone it's so common no. it's so common. so common yeah and then a lot of it's our lifestyles too like why do we stress ourselves out on purpose so much i don't know we just I try not to. I used to. I try not to. We're so busy. We're so busy and we put ourselves last. We put other people first. We're always trying to do good at job or work or or school or kids. Personally, I I blame Reagan (laughs) for a lot of stuff. It kind of is the impetus for the achievements-based. My worth is found in what I produce. Sure. What gets rewarded. And then also he signed bills that opened the doors to institutions and flooded the patients but anyway way to go ron i mean he's dead but still um he was a very nice man but way to go wrong dog but so we we can chip away at stigma and start to um reorient and write this we can we can do a lot i mean that may have been the situation however we can be more aware yeah 
uh, ourselves and acknowledge the differences and talk to at least somebody yeah. about what those differences are. That, that I don't know. Saying a lot of stuff out loud can kind of put a pin in it from getting any bigger if we mm-hmm. keep it inside. So well, yeah, once we finally voice it, yeah, yeah for like, sure. Okay, I just put that out into the yeah, yeah. universe. Yeah. Go get help. It doesn't mean that you're weak or anything. I, no. I actually think it's a, a more of a strength. I mean, Jesus, I do it. I yeah. do it as I need to because I think, I think that's the responsible thing. Like mm-hmm. in terms of being able to continue in my profession, but also I think personally and how I navigate the world. Like I need to check stuff too. Like yes. nobody is immune to this. And in fact, we are all I think better served if we tune in and acknowledge. Yeah. When there is something that's a little bit different or amiss yeah. and go, hey, this is a thing and I want to yeah. get a hold of this before it's eight to ten years down the road and it's out of hand. Like, right. yeah, I'm, I'm, I do it. I will continue to do it mm-hmm. because it's necessary for me professionally, but more so because it is personally. Sure. Like that's, that just is what it is. Like, mm-hmm. and nobody including mental health professionals is immune to that. No, right. and absolutely. And we, we sure. need to just acknowledge that and not get so but i i do this so i can't have these issues mm-hmm. yeah you can because they're chemical and they're lifestyle mm-hmm. driven and yeah you can like mm-hmm. nobody's immune to it yeah. and it doesn't mean that you're less than so just do what you need to do to be okay yeah. yes exactly yeah. yeah yeah well so it's a lot so of territory covered Dang, it's but it's so fun. No, stuff is so much fun. Hang so, on, let's rewind. Let's start at the beginning. Rachel will not leave my house. So, um, hey guys, <laughs> we're tuning in. This is the Tracy and Angie <laughs> podcast, and we are all getting geared up for a Rachel great podcast. Woo! Um, welcome. If you're just tuning in, we're glad to have you. <laughs> <laughs> She's gonna live here. So, yeah, <sighs> Rudy and I, we're she, snuggling yeah, up later. That's right. Do it. So, um, Rudy. October 11th. National Coming Out Day. National Coming Out Day. There is an event happening at South on Main. Outlawed Storytelling. Outlawed Storytelling. Um, hosted by The Yarn. Yes. Hillary Trudell. Yes. And um, I have not looked to see who the storytellers are, but every year I don't think they released great. it. You know, I don't think they released it. I don't, I don't know. That, have that. Maybe they haven't. But I know that it is at South on Main. It starts at 8 um, on October the 11th. It's always, it's always a good time. It's always, it's great, and it's, it's really cool to hear the stories of other people, you know. It's that, I mean, I think yeah, it can kind of take it's you across. It's powerful, and it's, it's empowering. Powerful, yeah. It's empowering. It can kind of take you across the gamut of emotions. Sure, absolutely. Um, but uh, definitely, if you're free and want to join in, South on Main at 8 o'clock, October the 11th, Thursday, um, and then Pride is coming up October the 20th. Yeah, it is. And there's some events around that as well. Jacob's we'll coming downtown. in. And Jacob yeah. is going to be in town that Thursday. we got to yes. make a trip. We're going to have a live video. You want to the airport to pick him up? <laughs> we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna welcome Jacob right. to Little Rock uh, with the AIDS life cycle. And that's exciting that he's going to be here. But um, a lot of good stuff happening. For sure. Yeah, a lot of good yeah. stuff. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks tonight. for having me. It was super yeah. fun. And of course, you will be on again. Good, thank you. 
Put you in the rotation. We'll put you in the rotation. Right so, before Nick. Um, <laughs> oh, sorry, Nick. Competition. I don't even know you, but I love you. I'm just kidding. See, I said it first again. You oh, always say it. But uh, yeah. if you're, you know, if you're always struggling with something out there, please don't hesitate to reach out to us. You know, if we can't help you, um, we. We'll find some people. Find somebody that who will. We know um, folks. We know folks, and right. there are, there are resources. So, um, don't feel like you have to do this alone. So, anyways, thanks for tuning in. This is out in Arkansas with Tracy and Angie, our ho- our guests tonight, and our host. We're your hosts, but our guests tonight, Rachel. Woo 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 woo. Thank you, and we'll see you again. And until next time, have a good week. Have a good week.